Welcome, friends, to another episode of Donut Sunday. Appreciate you joining me here today. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about the gospel for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, which has already passed. This is for year B, 2021, when this is being recorded. And it was something that just kind of stuck out to me as we were going through the readings on Sunday. And I think it's something that um, is worth looking at and worth kind of thinking about and pondering and so on and so forth. So the gospel for this Sunday is Mark 9, 38 through 43, verse 45, and then verses 47 and 48. And I want to focus specifically on the end of this gospel reading. This is the gospel reading where uh, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. Um, the disciples have found somebody who's been preaching in his name, but they don't. he doesn't follow Jesus, so they've been trying to prevent him. And Jesus says, uh, do not prevent him. Uh, there's no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. And then he goes on to say this passage. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. So what's happening here? This is one of the, the hard gospel passages that just seems so crazy to our modern ears when we first hear it. And looking at the history of the church, the fathers of the church who would look at this passage and preach on it, they all recognize this as Jesus using hyperbole. Hyperbole is a, an extreme exaggeration in order to make a point. And what point are we looking at here? I think, especially in our modern society, the way that we look at things, uh, people say, you know, oh, you know, I do this thing, but it's not that bad. Look at what these other people are doing. Or they say, you know, yeah, I know that I have some faults, but I mean, what's really the big deal? And I think the point that we should take from this is not necessarily to say, oh, yeah, actually lop off your hands or your feet or your eyes every time that you sin and get rid of them. The point is not to let's, you know, go out and harm ourselves and mutilate our bodies when we sin, and so on and so forth. The hyperbole is to draw attention, I think, to the fact that sin is a really big deal. And why is that? I think if we look back to the very beginning, when we look to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when we look at that, we see the original order that God had in mind and that God placed into the world for us. Adam and Eve, before the fall, had this integrity about them. Everything was perfectly ordered to God's will, to God's design, and everything acted in the love of God. And when Adam and Eve fall, they take the forbidden fruit and they eat of it, all of a sudden the whole order of creation is changed. We had Adam prior to this, who would walk in the evening breeze with God, kind of a symbol of his prayer life, 
where they were so intimately connected that that was they were so close so of one mind and of one heart that that was the way things were and all of a sudden that is radically shattered radically changed in a way that i think especially in our modern world it can be difficult to understand and i think that when we look at what has happened in the fall of man we begin to see why sin is truly such a big deal god is omnipotent he is unaffected himself by sin death our damnation like these things don't harm him in some way they don't take away from who he is or his glory but what god is also is father he wants us to act in accord with his will because his will is primarily first and foremost a loving one for the benefit of all of his creatures we are adopted sons and daughters of god and in genesis we hear that we are made in god's image and we're called to share in his life called to share in the very heart of god which is love as we hear in the gospel of john so why is sin such a big deal sin is not just something that oh i just do and i break a couple of rules here and there sin represents a departure from the plan that god has which is a plan of overflowing goodness and love that he wants to pour into each of our hearts sin prevents us from becoming the man or the woman that god has made and called us to be this plan of excellence and this plan of love and of self-donation of self-gift we lose all of that this hyperbole that jesus has for us is meant to draw our attention to why sin is such a big deal a second point that i want to raise about this is do hands cause us to sin no they don't do eyes cause us to sin no they don't they're instruments of what cause us to sin because from within us within our hearts arise malice and pride lust and covetousness all of these things come from within us it's not necessarily if i cut off this hand all of a sudden i'm not going to have um evil thoughts about my neighbor i'm not going to gossip um it just when we really sit back and make an analysis of it that doesn't make sense so what 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 are we to make of that well what we can do is look at the causes of sin in our lives whether it's um, our own lack of thought about what it is that we're saying or whether it's our lack of virtue to check ourselves when we feel our tempers boiling up or when it's pride that i i don't want to seem less than in front of this group of people so i'm going to make this ostentatious show of uh, some particular virtue or i'm going to buy a fancy car to show my wealth and status and power or it's it's whatever else is your favorite sin that you find yourself slipping into over and over again these are the things that cause us to sin these vices these faults and these foibles and when it comes to attacking these faults and vices this is where we are to use that extreme nature to root out pride to root out covetousness to root out greed when we come to see these things that really take too prominent of a hold in our lives where we have a vice 
that really prevents us from following God's will and from becoming the person that God has made and called us to be, that's where we are to apply the scalpel, as it were, to really cut out and uproot these, these vices, these foibles, these faults, to grow in virtue and to replace the, virtue, replace the vice with virtue. That's what I think we really draw from this. And moving forward, it's helpful to make an examination each night to know where did I fall today? Where were my faults? To look at what good happened, what blessings God had given me, where I acted in accord with grace to help fulfill God's plan. And to resolve to do better the next day, to look at the spots where there was grace flowing, to kind of think about that, to be grateful for that, and then to look at the parts of my day where I indulged in some, in some fault or had some vice that I, was, um, that I had fallen to, and to make a plan to not fall in the same way the next day, to make a plan to really attack these faults and these vices in the coming days. So that's really the challenge, I think, for the coming week and for the rest of our lives, really, is to really look at those spots where we have faults, where we fall too easily to vice, and to uproot those with an aggressiveness, and to know that sin is not just some little little thing. God loves us, certainly, and he provides us the grace, but we should be striving after virtue with everything we've got, and we should accept no compromise. We should accept no no, uh, no second-rate goods. We should strive after God with our whole hearts. And with that, stay in the state of grace. God bless, friends.